coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia. This is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. Welcome to Fearless Formula Friday on the Business Radio X Network, where we talk about the ups and downs of the business world, and we offer words of wisdom for business success. I'm so excited to have this woman in the studio today. She is the owner and founder of Atlanta Hollywood Acting Studios. It's a premier acting studio here in Woodstock, Georgia. It focuses on training film and TV actors to grow and hone their craft. They have seasoned, talented instructors. You can't go wrong if you are in this industry. Please listen to this this interview and welcome to Kelly. I'm going to say it right. Wait, Saroy, Saroy, Kelly yes. Saroy. You got it. I love I love that it's spelled differently, but like God, I really needed to practice it a little bit more. <laughs> Kelly, thank you for coming to the studio. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I'm excited. I was just saying before the show started, I'm excited to know that there is such a really powerful school that didn't feel like it had to be part of this big Atlanta city. That actually, you focus more on people who have access to it right here in our in our town. Absolutely. I, I agree. I'm a little bit of a freak. I don't like to leave Cherokee County. <laughs> no, you're not a freak at all. Oh <laughs> I know a lot gosh. of people that think that way. I'm in the microcosm. But <laughs> hey, I've created quite the the world up here for, for acting. There was really nothing this way. It was needed. And we just filled a void. And it's been great. Just absolutely fantastic. And I'm assuming that you've lived in Georgia a long time because you went to Georgia State University. I did. I got my degree in film and video production from there, my BA. I also graduated from Campbell High School of Smyrna. Oh, wow. So I'm a Georgia girl. Yeah, you are. And there are not that many that can kind of say that they've grown up here like that. So yes. at least people that I've met, it's kind of a nice place to transplant to. But when you find someone who's who sees the growth that even this whole city has gone through, it must be amazing to really see how it much is. it's changed. It is. I, I still run into a lot of my high school friends everywhere I go. So we're all around. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Okay. Yes. So 2018 is when you founded this school. So yes. can you tell me about what was the impetus really for starting um, your studio? Thank you for asking. Well, I uh, am a, raised two amazing children. I became an empty nester and I kept waiting for them to be out of the house and not be busy doing the mom thing to get back to my real passion that I've had my whole life. I've been acting since I was four years old. Wow. My mom was a uh, actress and model and I did a Coca-Cola commercial when I was really little and just my whole life. I've, you know, took acting classes at the Alliance theater, Shakespeare classes. And then all through my twenties, I took casting director workshops and things like that. Then I became a mom and I just kind of, focused more on my son's career when he turned 13. He's a musician. And I kept saying, one day, I'm going to get back to my acting. It'll be your time. Yes. Yeah. So that was, I think that was 2017. I started taking acting classes and it was fabulous. They had, it was local here to Woodstock, but they closed down abruptly. And a lot of us were left without a place to, to study. And nobody wanted to drive to Atlanta. And I just so happened to buy the domain name Atlanta Hollywood like 10 years ago for my son because I was helping and I was going to make this online portal for him, for him and all these crazy things that I, I do, these ideas. I come up with. <laughs> but I knew I should hold on to that name. 
So when that other acting studio closed, I said, you know what? I had a couple people literally come to me crying in tears. And I said, no, don't worry about it. I'm going to open up my own acting studio and I'm going to call it Atlanta Hollywood. <laughs> so there we go. And I literally just did that. I didn't even have a place. And and so I just reached out to actually my son-in-law uh, had some executive suite type things like where we are right here. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, you know, you're more than welcome for a couple of months while you're looking to hold class here for free. Wow, you can't beat that. Oh my gosh. It was just a blessing. The community reached out. Amazing to me how things unfolded so perfectly. Yes. You know, it that, didn't feel perfect at the time, but when I go back and I, it's just, it did. For you to perfectly. even have the force, forethought to keep that name too, which is kind yeah. of crazy. That is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, so... Um, when you first found your space, did you have to hire instructors or the people that ha- were at the school before you? Were they also like, please hire, <laughs> hire us to work here? There were a couple of teachers that I did bring from the old studio to the new studio. And as time has progressed, I have found new teachers. And a couple of them are still with us now from the beginning. Wow. And um, one of them is David Cox. He teaches our Meisner class. And he's in his 80s. And I just... I'm I'm in awe of this man. He's amazing. That's pretty much our staple class. It has been. And um, he, all, our best actors take his class. I mean, he's just. What the is the Meisner class? What does that mean? So there's a, a an a acting teacher, coach, uh, Samford Meisner. Okay. And he lived in New York. And anyone who's anyone that has won awards took Meisner classes from him old school actors, um, he basically, it's kind of like a a repeat and behavior type acting. And um, he's just really, really well known. So David Cox actually took class with Sanford Meisner. And Meisner, he wrote a letter of recommendation for David to teach class. So uh, over time, David has kind of changed it. It's not pure Meisner it's kind of his own take on it because David met Meisner before he went blind. It's kind of a story. And once Meisner went blind, he had an understudy and that's a lot of what people learn today in other acting classes is what happened after he went blind. So David likes to teach the method before the his understudy school. came. Exactly. Oh. So, and he's also infused some more of his own, um, think he's been teaching over 30 years, 30 or 40 years at this point. So he's, he's just amazing. We're so lucky to have him. So lucky. It's his passion, right? Oh, yeah. And you can tell. That's his right? life. Oh, yeah. I love it. And what I think is important is like here in Woodstock, people are learning the very things that people are learning up in New York. They know? are. Or they in are. Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Well, we have Hollywood teachers. Um, our, oh, gosh, our tween and teen class on Monday nights is for tweens and teens. <laughs> and uh, we have a legitimate movie star that teaches that class. She's younger, but she's fantastic. She was um, Sprite in the Eternals. It's a Marvel film. Oh, wow. So she played Sprite and she's some of her best films though are not sorry. I mean, that's amazing to be in a Marvel film, but her best acting can be seen in the lodge and a couple of other shows that she's done. Uh, one with Demi Moore. It was so good. I can't remember the name right now. But anyway, we're so blessed to have her. 
Um, before we had Leah, we had some other celebrity stars that were teaching our class, that, that class, uh, Rico and Zoe, Soul, Paris. We're just so lucky. We've got really, really lucky. They've, they found us in a way. Um, it's just been great. Right now we have such a great suite of teachers. I, I'm just pinching myself. What I love that you're saying is that, um, in my mind, I guess, the idea of an actor being very successful, like they wouldn't be interested, you know, they don't have to teach or share what they know. And I always admire people who don't have to be so nice and then they choose to be nice, you know, right. and really giving and generous with what they know because they like to see other people succeed. Um, there's something so just so heartwarming about that, mm-hmm. I think. I, I do understand what you're saying because I wonder why in the world they're even doing that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, you're interested. Thank you. (laughs) But it's kind, you know, and it's like the notion of like when you get up top, you look back down and see if someone else needs a hand. And so I don't know why I had an idea in my head that maybe like people wouldn't do that. But so nice to hear that people do. And you don't have to be in Hollywood or like downtown Atlanta, even here in Woodstock, which is just like, oh, makes me feel proud of our of our town. Yeah, we have so much to offer. In so many different ways. What is it like to have a studio here in Woodstock in comparison to studios in Atlanta? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I would say we're sometimes I feel like a little mouse in the big city. I started doing this just as a passion and, and it's just it's a business. And um, some of the other studios, they're SAG. Oh, yes. And we're not. So SAG clients can come take classes with us and non-union can as well. Not that they can't at the other studios also, but there are more rules. Ah. I mean, I don't know. It's a little controversial, but back in the pandemic when people were wearing masks everywhere and businesses closed down, we, I decided not to close down. My next question was, how did that affect you? And I didn't have make people wear masks. If they didn't want to wear a mask, they didn't have to. If they wanted to wear a mask, they could. And it was a safe zone, so no one would make anyone feel bad if they did or didn't. Did you find resistance to that? Oh, it was horrible. (laughs) Really? Oh, it was horrible. No way. Yeah. I stuck to my guns, but, I mean, I was yelled at. I was... I've lost friends. You just would not believe how controversial it was. It was really horrible. But I feel like that's part of what... Atlanta Hollywood has taken this much time. We'll, we'll be coming up to five years in uh, November. Congrats. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's taken this long for us to get our footing here, to get um, respect in the industry. If we're not a SAG studio, then big agents or casting directors or whatever might have not looked at us. And I don't know if they were or weren't. I mean, when I send out emails to my database, I can see who's opened them. So I, some people that used to never open our emails are now opening our emails. They're showing up to our showcases. So I feel like we have earned legitimacy and now (laughs) we really need a good marketing person because we're almost just like this hidden gem that nobody knows about. Right. So we could probably, if we just started doing some more marketing, we could probably double or triple our numbers. Why did you decide to not be a SAG studio specifically? Was there strategy behind that? I'd like to say there was strategy behind it. (laughs) 
But um, not really. I just I'm SAG eligible, and um, I'm just you know what I'm not. I'm I am just not a huge rule follower. I if it's if it affects a person directly, but I don't always fall in line very easily. So to be like connected to SAG rules, there's a lot of things, a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, it, of course. Being with SAG is amazing, you know, and it's just a choice. And I've chose not to. It, it makes it I can keep my prices more competitive. I can bring in teachers that, you know, I, I just have a lot more choices by not being SAG. I love that energy because oftentimes it takes someone who isn't a rule follower to make a studio like this who isn't going to do everything traditionally um, and yes. that there's a need for it. Clearly, because it's worked for you. Yes. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Okay, wait. You've also been in TV and film. Do you want to talk about some of the things that you've done? Well, let's see. I have Coca-Cola, which is the coolest. <laughs> and it's down the street. You know, it's like the, the headquarters. So that's really neat. It is fun. You know, um, I've never seen that commercial. It was so, so long ago. And my, my mom didn't save any of those things. So I've never seen that commercial. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I've done commercials throughout my life. I did a Ford car commercial and, um, roses commercial and things like that. Um, later, since I got back into acting, I've, I've done some of those, um, what do you call them? Like crime reenactment shows. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I played a couple of those, um, I'm more about elevating other actors to get on TV shows and movies. I did finally book a feature film and I open up the movie and I have yet to see it. It's called Holy Irresistible. And uh, it has, oh my gosh, what is Leah? Um, she played in Orange is, Orange is the New Black. Oh, wow. And her name was Boo. She had the black kind of butchy hair. Oh, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I love her. Yeah. I love her character so much. Um, so she was in it. And another uh, guy from, uh, oh, my gosh, here I am blanking out on, on shows. But the one, the Netflix show that all the teenagers love on the coast. Oh, my goodness. Oh, is it um, Outer Banks? Outer Banks. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. One of the star, one of the stars on there, he was in it. And oh my goodness, so, how cool is that? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, as soon as I I got that, that's what you want, right? That's how you start building your IMDb uh -huh, profile, right, right? So that's where you can pretty much see what I've done. I've I've done a lot of short films, um, films that have gone to the film festivals. One that's winning awards in India right now. and Oh, congratulations. Oh, my gosh. That's you. so exciting. Thank you. It's fun. And well, Atlanta Hollywood has actually produced a couple of films that we've been submitting and winning awards and things like that. Pulse and uh, um, the other one that's winning awards in India right now. Uncover. <sighs> and, you know, eventually we'll come back here, right, to be I don't, I'm imagining like at Sundance or something like that. That would be like the path, I imagine. Yeah, what when you do a short film and then you submit them into the film festivals, I think what most people are hoping for is to catch the eye of a a distribution company that, you know, like a Netflix or however you want to have your films di distributed, um possibly even picked up where they would change it and turn it into a feature film. Um so at that point if that happens, sometimes you lose the actors 
and the, oh, the, wow. the crew because they want to take it and just kind of redo it. Um, so we're, we're working on a film right now, uh, getting funding for it from my acting teacher, David Cox. He wrote it. It's called Texas Deception. And we're trying really, really hard to um, get film funding without it being totally taken away from us, meaning our creative choices. So it's a little hard um, with the price. Like when you're trying to get film funding, anything over $2 million, they're going to want to have more control over. So, How often does that happen where someone has a really great idea it's a great script, and then because uh, someone else is funding it, they get to manipulate it however they want to. And how hard that must be because you want it to stay true to what you've written or someone else has written and that you believe in. But gosh, that's such a dilemma, isn't it? It is. It is. And you know, it could be a business model to write content that you don't have an attachment to, which would be easier because <laughs> then you could sell it and then let go of your baby. <laughs> Um, however, there's been a lot of work done. You know, we're, what we're trying to do here, when, when I got my, I'm just going to back up to when I got my degree at Georgia State. I just, I pray a lot. I prayed to God. I, I said, God, please, you know, with this, I, what I'm, what I want to do is I want to affect film here in Georgia. I want to be part of the industry. I also want to help pipe in, um, well, I guess stop the piping in of, L.A. actors only and L.A. crew, you know, there's a certain level that you could be at and then everything else was done in L.A. And that is changing now. It, it could be better. Um, but it's my goal to elevate Georgia actors to where they are booking leading roles and um, also in the film industry itself is, is to have our own crew. And, and we have built an amazing crew. So literally, we don't need a SAG crew. We've got our own non-union people, but we also do play with play by the the rules in, in that a you way have that, to. Yeah, you have to, you have to kind of play the game a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So we do have both. I have non-union. I have union at my fingertips. So whichever way I end up going, we can pivot. So you started in 2018, and now you've grown to have employees and uh, a full co course load of classes that anyone can take. Yes. And I think it's cool about them, as I was looking on your website, they're like six to eight weeks um, classes, and it's nice because people's lives are so busy, and to commit to a year or even a full semester is a challenge, mm -hmm. right? Was that a strategic choice? Did it just work out great? Well, I kind of followed the model of the, the studio before, and we might be actually um, changing it a little bit coming up here. Um, but what we have is five ongoing classes that you can jump in at any time and take them. And so those those classes are ongoing. It's the ones, the, the Meisner, the real kids, age 7 to 11, um, or seven to 10 and then tween and teen scene, which is scene study for tween and teens ages 11 to like 16. Then we have scene study. We have Meisner and now we have a new class, a Warner Laughlin class, which we're so excited to have. I saw like a little picture that you have of a gentleman. It's like a gentleman. Wes McGee. Wes yes. McGee. Yeah, I saw yes. his picture. So he's teaching this class. Yes. I'm so, so blessed. Um, 
for that. I'm gonna. I would love to circle back around to that. Okay. But so we have our ongoing classes, and then we have our six to eight week courses gotcha. or workshops. So gotcha. we those are the fillers. Those are things that, like you said, it's good for people that don't have time to commit, and they can just you know jump in and do something short term. Um, and that's we have everything from voiceover classes to um, learning how to use your body, you know, action, fighting. Um, we have dialect classes. We have uh, on-camera, on-set classes, all kinds of different things that we bring in experts from the outside in. I love that you have a Shakespeare class too. Which is cool. Shakespeare hip hop. <laughs> what is that one? <laughs> so I, I've never heard of anything like this in my whole life, but we have such an amazing new teacher. Her name is Sherry Winkleman. And when she came in to interview, uh, my, my studio manager, Cassidy, um, she and I were sitting there. We were blown away by this woman. She's very, I, I say worldly, like she learned Shakespeare in London, right? Wow. So she, she's just, she's amazing. She's, I, I'm so excited about her. She's only taught a couple of classes now. So we're, we're getting her class filled and people love her. So she came up with this idea um, about, she, she realized that hip hop and Shakespeare have the same diameter, or not diameter. Like, like, a, like a cadence? Here. Yes, and that you can actually take every hip-hop song out there and uh, and you can put Shakespeare over it and substitute Shakespeare for the words that are – and all the beats. And it's so much fun. Like, it looks like so much fun. Actually, I, this is the first class will be held um, on the 20th of August. So oh, my God. You should take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it probably makes it so much easier to memorize Shakespeare if it's set to something like a rap. Yeah, that's I never a even good thought point. about that. Mm-hmm. Well, and you also do audition tapes, I saw. So if someone is yes. wanting to get into the industry and they need their reel, how, exactly. what is that like? What do you do with, with a student? So audition, self-audition taping has happened since covid and it's new. You used to go audition in front of the casting director. Um, and, you know, once you reach a certain level, you can pretty much do Zoom directly with the casting director and things like that. But now all the actors, if they get uh, an audition, then they have to self-tape. Oh, boy. So, yeah, and it's important for the lighting and all that, the sound. And a lot of times actors will be, you know, submit things that just like – they're not even going to look at. So we do offer that as um, a great, as we have the best colored wall for it. It's this really pretty blue wall and um, it just makes them stand out. We have the lighting, right? We also offer coaching with it. Um, Wonderful. So the audition is as best as it possibly could be. Yeah. And then we send it off and label it correctly and do all of that, all that work. So, so it's intimidating to try to, I imagine be an actor on your own, trying to navigate a world that has been in place for a very long time. And, um, if you don't look professional, you're just going to get lost. Yes. Headshots are important. We have the fabulous Jerry King. He's, um, local here and he's great. And he's in our studio Monday and Tuesday. So a lot of our, Students are getting their headshots done with him. I also use another guy in Atlanta, um, Hollywood Headshots. He does a great job, and he gives us an Atlanta Hollywood special. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got good deals with both of these 
fabulous photographers, but I call it the actor's toolbox. You have to have certain things. You had mentioned a reel. Um, you know, it's hit or miss with the reel because um, the main way right now that people are getting film and TV auditions is through Actors Access. And you can either upload your reel up there or you can upload clips, which are shorter. And some casting isn't going to look at a reel Mm -hmm. and some will. So why not have both, have all of it? So it's one of the things that we do is we consult with people when they're starting and just, you know, hey, you might want to take a look at your actor's access and do this, that, and the other it's so interesting. That it professional. It's like the pandemic kind of forced a change to happen where you don't go downtown in front of casting directors anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but what other things have you seen that have changed over the last five years or kind of morphed? I know that oftentimes people talk about how important social media is, and I get that. And, you know, TikTok and the reels and all of those things, are those actually tools that people use in the industry? That's an interesting question because I have – through my management side of things, um, I work with some influencers. A couple, you know, have millions of followers. Um, one of them has seven million followers. Wow. The the it's it's a little bit it's harder for them to be taken seriously in the industry as a as a legitimate actor. So that's where I'm finding some of these influencers that they want to break into acting. So we're having to kind of pull things back and um, show them how to be more authentic. You know, when you're, when you're on, you know, as you know, I, you know what that feels like yeah. when you have to be on. Right. Yeah. So with, if you're, I, I can't even say if you're acting because we really shouldn't say someone should act. They should be telling a story in an authentic way instead of acting. Right. But I'm just going to keep it simple and call it acting. (laughs) Um, yeah, we just, we need to see them. We need to see their essence and, and strip away all of the flashy, Hey, blah, 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 whatever it is they're saying on their influencer. And then can people, um, can they buy it? Can they differentiate them from, their personality they see to a serious actor, they may or may not succeed at that. They'd have to do something really drastic. You know, they'd have to really be fabulous at acting or they could get on a show because they are an influencer. There's power there for them. Yeah. And then they want to, you know, they want to, the, it could be like a lower budget film possibly where they're wanting to get more followers for it and more, and they think that the influencer could do that for them. So if you could have an influencer that has had some acting classes and knows how to actually act and that that's a good way to segue into it also. So such a double-edged sword. It is. It is. But so many people want that route. You know, yes. and it, it works in lots and lots of ways, but I didn't really think about it in terms of someone wanting to be an actor, if they would be considered like, you're not an actor, you're just looking for more opportunities for fame or something. Right. And that's a shame because I'm sure there is an element of intelligence and talent to become an influencer. Mm-hmm. You know, Interesting. On both ends, really, to be a really good actor, um, to be a good storyteller, it's, 
you have to be smart. You have to be raw. You have to be able to have good timing. Um, it's, it's really like cracking yourself open and just allowing yourself to be free. And it's, it's, it's harder than you would imagine. People probably make fun of actors or whatever thinking, oh, that's so hard. It is hard. It's hard. You have to take class. I mean, I guess if you're working a, a really difficult job, this doesn't sound hard, but it, it isn't as easy as people think. Let's just put it that way. There's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of being told that, you, you know, you'll never, you'll never make it. That, that should just drive you to say, oh, okay, we'll watch this. <laughs> I think going. the right personalities, you know, can, can take that as a challenge as opposed oh, yeah. to like. Um, but would you say that when you meet people that can you tell pretty quickly if they have sort of like an X factor that you just think, wow, this person's going to go pretty far. I can just tell there's like an energy or, or, or an, an innate talent that they seem to have and can tap. Yes. Oh, okay. That's one of I mean, for me, yes. I don't know about for everybody. Um, I, that's one. So just to segue into this, I'm also a Hollywood talent manager with the Green Room <laughs> Talent Management, and I'm the Atlanta division for them. And one of the reasons why I was recruited for that was because of that ability of being able to spot talent. I've always been that way. I've always seen it and encouraged people. But yeah, there is something special about certain people. People can learn it and they can surprise you. Um, but it's pretty easy to see. I mean, if you're directable, you know, you could be fantastic and not be directable. And it would be like, mm, that might, this person might be a flash in the pan if they can't listen and follow direction. That's being directable. So if you can't do that, then you'd have to be so fantastic that a director would be like, you know what, I don't care. I've got to have this person. But there's a lot of people out there that really want that job. So you need to be able to be directable. And um, some people just don't get it. They, as hard as they try, it's just certain things you have to be able to do. And um, it's not for everybody. So you have to have a tough skin, even in your position, to be and, and to be able to have tough conversations. With yeah. people that don't want to hear it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So if they, if if I feel like it's something that might be like they're getting discouraged and they just want to give up or whatever, I'll encourage them to look at behind the scenes because that's so much fun too. I mean, writing. If you're not a great actor, but you have all these ideas, like why not write screenplays, mm. create content for for people. Um, that's needed, isn't it? It really is to have creative Good content. content. Yeah. yeah. That's not the same formula that you see all the time. Like come up with something. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun really, <laughs> <laughs> but it can, it can be more interesting than some of the things that are out there right now. <laughs> so yes, good content writers is much needed. Also behind the scenes is much needed. If being a, Film and TV actor isn't your thing. Perhaps voiceover is. Perhaps commercial acting is. Commercial is great a great way to make money um, while you're building your career. So that's another thing they could do. Who would be your ideal student? Hmm, good question. Uh, somebody that was hungry. Hungry and directable. That's it. 
<laughs> I mean, if they got those two qualities, then I'll love to work with them all day. That's awesome. And I, I think what's interesting too is like here we've here we are in Woodstock, and I know I keep talking about how we're here in Woodstock as compared to Atlanta. But there's so much talent of people that you just don't even know. You just walk by every day and you, you know, know, it's, it's kind of amazing, isn't it? To it see? is. As you're watching people grow in your studio, I imagine that must be kind of like, I'd marvel at it. I think I'd be like, look at this person. I just, at Publix, you know what I mean? And yet here they are. Could be I potentially. do that all the time. Yeah. I literally was door knocking the other day for, for, a, for real estate. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even mention that one. But oh, yeah, the, the other hat you wear. <laughs> I'm yeah. a Keller Williams sports and entertainment agent. That's why I, I can tie them all together because they're all in, uh, entertainment related. But anyway, I was knocking on the door and this guy, he was so cute. And I, I felt a little bit like a weirdo because I'm looking at him funny and I I'm sure he probably thought I was making googly eyes at him. <laughs> and I wasn't. I wasn't really. I was like, oh, my God, that is a face for film. So when I was done, I'm, I'm like, I know this is probably way out of order, and you're probably going to think I'm a total you know, stalker weirdo, but have you ever acted before? Have you ever been an actor? And he was like, no, I've always wanted to. I'm like, listen, listen, <laughs> you need to get to the studio and take a free class, audit a free class. But that is a face that you're just denying the world of. Oh, <laughs> and he was like, "Thank you so much." So, but he he. So I think he's supposed to come and audit a class. But I do that all. The, I'm always scouting, and and it isn't necessarily like just this beautiful person that you would see. You know what you might consider. You know society considers beautiful. I'm looking for like a very. And a beautiful essence mm. when a person glows, when they have something special that lights up, that's the person I'm looking at. It doesn't matter about beauty because that makes them beautiful. But Just, the inside makes them beautiful yes, on the outside. Interesting. Very interesting. If you think about film and TV acting versus theater, it's your face is in a black box. Think how big your face could be in a theater, right? So what if, you know, people who win awards, they're not winning awards when they're opening their mouth. They're opening their mouth. They're, they're winning awards when they are reacting, when they're about to cry. I mean, that's – and it's just so subtle. It's so subtle. So it's like the most interesting actors have interesting looks. They may not be Barbie doll beautiful, but they're just very interesting. So I'm always – always scouting wherever I go. You can't help it, like turn it off or whatever. It's just exactly. always part of you. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a goober. You know, I love watching um, Yellowstone. Oh, I love Yellowstone. And so they're having, you know, a rodeo. Do you I'm going to the rodeo. No way. I just want to see if I can find a rip. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me know. Well, I'm married, so oh. I'm not saying for me, but I'm looking, I'm like scouting. I'm looking for, you know, somebody really got that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't so. that interesting that it comes down to energy too? Because some oh, yeah. of the most beautiful, physically beautiful people that I've ever had the chance to speak to have been some of the like darkest energy. And then I don't think they're beautiful anymore. At right, all. It's right. kind of fascinating that way. Mm-hmm. That they're usually the most insecure, which is fascinating as well. Well, if you, I mean, I, when people like that, um, have been, I hate to say it, but I mean, probably 
bothered their entire life. I mean, imagine being beautiful your whole life and people just want that energy and they try, they take the most beautiful people are, have been taken. In my opinion, a lot of them have just human interaction to them. is not real. Like people only like them because they're beautiful. And so they, they start to build up a wall in a way and it's harder for them to talk to people. And I don't know how to explain. I know a couple of people that this, that they seem like total jerks until you get to know them, but they've built up this wall and it's all the same thing. It's because they are beautiful and people try to take advantage of them. And I mean, back in the day when Britney Spears was like losing it and shaved her head, (laughs) I'm like the only one at the dinner table that's going, does anyone not see how sad this Mm -hmm, is? mm -hmm. Like all these grownups around this kid she might be, you know, a sexualized and all that, but there that's another who whose parents let them, you know, let that happen and she's not being protected and you know, you have to think of things like that. That people that are that beautiful or people that are famous, they're getting taken advantage of. They people think they own them. People want to hate them. It's it's really weird. And it's like this culture just really glorifies beauty and power in that way. But what you're saying is there is such a dark side too. There is. But one of the things, one of one, I just had a parent literally tell me that they love and they have their child taken classes at um, Atlanta Hollywood because they feel that we're safe. And we are, that's one, we're very protective, very protective. Um, we have one young man, his name is Daniel Varnell, talking about someone that just brand new off the streets that has this amazing look. He looks like Marla, a young Marlon Brando. Oh, wow. And he started taking the Meisner class, of course, and um, my showcase class. And he got picked up by the People Store, which is one of the premier agencies here. Um, he's fantastic. And he's, you know, we're, so we're having conversations with him, like what what could happen next and you know, he was, we were talking about just certain things. I'll keep private for his sake, but um, we were having this, make sure he knew, you know, you don't sell your soul to get a gig. You just don't because that'll be a short blip. And then you'll probably be a drug addict. I don't know. Cause you have to deal with that. You watch these kids and what happens to them in Hollywood if they're not protected, if they're not protected, it's sad to watch. So we are very, um, we try to really keep people grounded there, which is very important. I really wasn't thinking too much about how dark it can be for young actors in particular. I mean, I know that there are people that have struggled and there's like this, you know, if you're a kid in this industry, chances are you're going to maybe potentially go off the rails. It tends to happen, but not everybody. But right. I can't imagine what this must be like to see someone who's just sort of like, you know, innocent and like naturally just gifted this way yes. that you just don't want them to lose, get, I don't know, yeah. hurt. I don't know if that's the right word, but no, a hundred percent. Yeah. You have to, you have like, I'm, if any of the people at my studio, when they make it, there's definitely going to be a good handful that, I mean, one of the young girls that I'm, um, that I manage and is also a student there. Um, she's got a really good agent too, but she's, She'll probably be the first one to make it really big and I'll probably go on set with her and just, you know, her dad is very protective also and he'll go as well. But, um, yeah, 
we're going to be known for they're surrounded by people that care about them. So watch out. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that makes you different too. I think so. Yeah. I hope so. And whether it does, or I think everyone, they, everyone should do this. You know, it's, we can't just let it, let it happen. So would you say that your classes that you offer, even if you don't want to be an actor, I'm thinking of people who get up in front of other people and have to make a presentation or um, they really just need help with their public speaking skills that these classes could help as well. Cause I'm thinking Absolutely. of what other local business owners maybe need that they hadn't thought that, you know, they could benefit from what you offer. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. One of the things that does is it really, well, for me, okay, as a realtor, one of the things that happened to me over time was that I became like my agent said, I became realtor Kelly, you know, just, hi, you know, just happy all the time. And just, you know, almost not, I guess authenticity is what it And so as you go along, you become professional, you become serious, you have, you're raising kids and just kind of life beats you up and you're told you have to be a certain way. So for me and for others that I know, what acting has done is it cracked me wide open and it, it helped me be vulnerable again. It was hard actually, but it also made me face fears. You know, it, it made me stop my busy life because I can't memorize scripts if I'm so busy. You know, you have to stop and you have to like focus and then you have to be in class and you have to be unwound from your busy day. So yes, it helps with so much, in my opinion, like stress relief and learning how to deal with stress. It helps you to find your authentic self again. If you've never found it before, it'll help you find it finally um, for kids, I think it just helps them more with being social, social interaction. Same thing with grownups. Grownups can Truth. have the same problem. But definitely for public speakers, there's a couple of people that took classes for that reason. Oh, that's great. And they stuck with it. They love it. And now they're actors. <laughs> I like that you're talking about almost like a mindfulness exercise of being very present in the moment. Um, cause life, I was just telling you today, I've had like a thousand different phone calls and I'm like, I'm coming, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But this is like the joy that I have right now. Aww, anyway, that's my awesome. happy, my happy moment on Friday. You do a great job no. with this, by the what? way. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's recorded. Did you know that that's recorded I'm, right now? Oh, I'm thanks. saying it again. I think you're amazing. <laughs> what? Thank you. Oh my gosh. Funny. Thanks. So yeah, um, I'm finding that I struggle to keep myself really in the moment and be very mindful of the moments that are passing because already it's the end of July. School starts for so many of my friends' children next week. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm, I'm, in my mind, I've already booked guests until, until September. And so I think, well, my okay, so fall. And my head goes ahead really mm -hmm. fast. And then I'm like, where did July go? Where did June go? And I'm, I'm like frustrated because I don't want to not appreciate these moments because there are times where I get really wistful about things that I used to do, like when I had kids at home all the time and I was active stay-at-home mom. And and wow. I think, did I appreciate those moments enough? And the only way I know that I am right now is if I feel some somewhat wistful of what I'm doing right now. Like I imagine, what if this was my last interview I got to do? So like feel, feel it like it's real, you know, like this mm -hmm. is really the end of it so that I can appreciate it and then I can not feel so much like I've let life happen to me and I haven't really engaged emotionally like I can be very task oriented if 
It makes sense. So I like that you encourage that. And I think a lot of people could benefit from it. At least I know that I would appreciate someone reminding me of that every day. It's easy for me to not, you know, just run, run from one thing to another. Yes. I mean, isn't that designed for us to be that way in the little wheelhouse that we're all running around in? It's like, it's kind of by design, in my opinion, to keep everyone so busy that they just, I, I don't know. It, it is, it is a good way to be reminded for sure. But to me, I think you have a good connection with people because you're, you're looking at me in my eyes and I feel like you're listening to me. That's what acting is. Ah, interesting. <laughs> it's literally like if we're talking and you're reacting off of what, you know, I'm nodding my head, you're nodding your head, right? So it's behavior and it's just paying attention to what that person's saying and absorbing the words. How many times have you had a conversation with somebody and you're not really listening to them? You're like, uh-huh, because you feel like you know what they're saying you're, already. You're and, thinking about what you're going to say mm-hmm, and not exactly, really listening. Yeah. And not listening. So it's, but you're, you already kind of have that naturally. So congratulations. Well, you be an actor. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, you're very easy to interview too. And I've really oh. like, I've had so much fun just listening to what it's like for you on your end. Cause I don't think that, I mean, I don't really talk. It's, it's just interesting to me. I think like when I think about Atlanta and how big it is, and I always think like Tyler Perry studios and all of the Marvel, Marvel movies, and it seems so big and completely inaccessible to someone like me or any of my friends who are here in you know Woodstock. So thinking about the fact that they could have um, some very valuable skills that are respected in the industry, I just feel like so lucky it's down the street. Why Aww. don't more people know? <laughs> yeah, I so know. I'm so glad that you're here to talk about it. Oh, my it. gosh. I'm so thankful. Well, anytime you need a fill-in guest, call me. Oh, girl. We could talk all day. We could. We absolutely could. Well, I can't thank you enough, Kelly Saroy. I got it. Yes, you did. Thank you. (laughs) For coming to the studio and sharing your story. And how could anyone get in touch with you if they're interested? Thank you. They could go to atlantahollywood.com. Our phone number is on the website. Also, our email is on the website as well. Um, You could, you know, go to my personal website, kellyinc.biz and find out more information. All your hats. All your hats. (laughs) How I tie it together somehow. All Um, under the same umbrella. So that's cool, right? (laughs) Yes. It's not fully developed, but it's at least that you can find me and get my direct number there. So we'll come back anytime, maybe in like a little while we can check back in and see how things have changed for you as life goes on. It's, It's fun to watch people's journeys and especially because I feel like you have such a heart for what you're doing. So, you know, you're making decisions from like a, such a good place. So I just, I don't know. I just feel like such, such success happens when you're in alignment that way. So I'm excited for you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you also for listening to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X. And this is Sharon Klein reminding you that with knowledge and understanding, we can all have our own fearless formula. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.